This is the Panoptic PM Podcast. I'm your host, Didi Sonongo. My name is Amelia Gilley, and I am a filmmaker. What goes into making a film? Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours <laughs> of planning goes into making a film. Sometimes for a feature film, you start planning more than a year ahead of time. As with uh, many other filmmakers, but a lot of us are introverts, and I am not different. Have you ever thought about being a filmmaker? Well, today we're going to follow Amelia Gilly. She is a short films writer, director, creative, and today we're going to follow how she developed her film, Karma Cakes. I am an introvert, so I take great pleasure in being alone and doing my writing and planning for the films that I would like to get off. And that's my natural state. Whenever I actually have to be in the workforce and um, actually have to be out dealing with people, my personality kind of changes. So I become much more open um, so that I can successfully meet the goals that I need to meet. We all have a favorite movie. We may even know all the characters, some of the scenes, maybe even some of the script. But do we even know what happens behind the scenes? I think it's fascinating to know that creating a short film is actually a huge project that requires a lot of moving parts to be put together. It's a project. Listen up, y'all. This show was inspired to confront a question that could be such a pain. How to plan and manage a project like a boss when you don't have the experience. So if you're an accidental project manager, curious about project planning and other futuristic tech stuff, I will be presenting what people are planning and how they did it and how you can use some of those tactics, tips, and ideas to get you through their frustrating, irritating situations or discover breakthroughs, hacks, and paperbacks to keep us all on track. This week's episode is called Lights, Camera, Action with Amelia Gilly. How to plan a short film from start to finish. Filmmaking is important to me because it is my avenue of expressing experiences through storytelling. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be experience that I, experiences that I have been a part of myself. It can be experiences that I've read about, or it can be um, just something that I'm thinking about that I can build a story around, or it can be an experience that happened to someone that I know, and I can build from there. It's just a way to get my feelings about experiences that happened out in that storytelling form. How does that feel when you're consumed with a lot of people who are extroverts? And what does that do to your personality as a filmmaker? Well, it whenever I'm around a lot of people that I'm not familiar with, it is what I call sensory overload. So all the noises, um, all the people talking, all the activities that are going on, I'm taking all of that in. And there is an element of um, social insecurity that goes on. So 
it's kind of two things happening. The the part of me that is my DNA that that gets overloaded with all of the people and all the noises and all the things that are going along, plus the fact that I have a fair amount of insecurities, kind of makes it double double stress. I can only handle it for so long, and then I have to get back to um, my quiet space. And although I'm not stuck up, I'm not. I want to meet people. So it's not that I, I feel like I'm better than anyone or anything like that. It's really just um, a physical thing that happens. What made you decide to be a filmmaker? Now you're getting to use that platform and the way you want to express yourself. Well, the writing part was easy because that's you know what I do when I am alone, and it's a way for me to express myself. Um, because I'm not very open with um, the things that I'm thinking or feeling inside. So the easy part is the writing for me. Mm. Then it took meeting, uh, you know, uh, some people who are in the film industry and learning that I'm probably a pretty good fit for that Mm. and that the people who are in the industry a lot of those people are like me, so we're all kind of, we're safe with each other mm-hmm. because we kind of understand that it's hard for us to jump outside of our show and do our work. The most recent competition that I entered with a group of women was for the Mobile Bay Film Scramble. I've been doing that competition for a couple of years, but this one um, was unique in that the film that we are making, um, I wrote with a a new film writing partner, and I directed, and I pulled together the crew. It's different from all of the others. I'm more invested in it. I was more of a leader in this, um, this film that we're submitting. So this is what the story is about. Karma Cakes is about a middle-aged lady named Randy who finds herself involved in a surreptitious scheme to alter the outcome of a local cupcake contest. Will she submit to the demands of an overzealous competing mom, or will she let the cupcakes fall where they may? In project planning, we pull from our own experiences in order to make it work. That's no different than filmmaking. Whenever I think about Palmer Cakes and, and how it relates to things that have happened in my life, I think of times where um, you, you can be on the end of a lot of subtle manipulating and then some not so subtle manipulating to get you to do things that you don't want to do. Did you know that on average, 2,500 films are produced each year, and that doesn't even capture the growth taking place in the industry of short filmmaking. Advances in technology has made it easy and simple for anyone to film. All you need is your creativity, a team, and a few pieces of equipment. And the way the uh, competition is set up is when you register, you draw for what genre that you um, are required to make a film about, and they give you the time length that you have to make the film, to write it, um, film it, edit it, 
and turn it in. And in this case, we had, I think, about three weeks. You can't do any, um, you can't write your script before you sign up. It, it all comes after you sign up. My writing partner went and signed us up, and we drew as the genre spy or espionage. We did a script treatment that night where we just kind of figured out what kind of spy story that we would tell. Started out just by making lists mm-hmm. of what kind of spies, you know, are out there and who do they work for and, and who do they spy on and what information that they're looking for. Started there with these lists, laid out a few scenes for that, and then I I took it home and filled in all the rest of the remaining dialogue and, and started thinking about locations that we could use for the scenes. And and once all of that was determined, started pulling in the rest of my crew, the actors or the actresses, because this one was primarily uh, women cast and crew. Started pulling them in and uh, setting our schedules that we needed to get uh, the project taken care of. My co-writer on this project, I actually met her at uh, a previous Mobile Bay film scramble. She was very kind, uh, gave me her uh, information, and, and uh, of course invited me to contact her anytime about any future projects. So later on, I did contact her about being an actress in another short film that uh, myself and another crew um, submitted. And so while she, when she was working for us on a past project, she talked to me about how to be a better director and how to learn to work with actresses and actors. And um, she said, you know, you ought to come to uh, one of our acting classes and just see what it's like, what we have to do to prepare uh, to be in a film. And so I did go. And that pulled me into meeting other actors and actresses in our community. And a lot of those uh, actors and actresses are also independent filmmakers and writers and actors. It's just this very supportive community of people who all want the same thing, and that is to get these stories on the screen and have them, you know, um, out there so that people can see. So once then I went to that class, I went to another class by another teacher, and and then began to meet other, uh, you know, more and more people. And that's what kind of gets the flow going. Just when Marsha and I were um, making lists about what spies do and who spies on who, we started considering that we had three actresses, and we also were considering locations that we had. So we didn't feel like that we could successfully do something like a government swipe, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have any real fancy offices like that or any, anything really to support that. So we, we wanted to bring it down and make it a little bit more day-to-day spy-ish. Okay. <laughs> so just offhandedly, I think Marsha said something about, you know, uh, it can be these ladies, uh, just these normal ladies, and they're, they're going to do a, a, they're involved in a cupcake competition, and 
one of them wants to win, so she has somebody else to spy and get her. It really just was, you know, some some offhanded ideas, and um, we threw a few, few more ideas out there and just kept going back to the cupcake thing and, you know, a spy within uh, a group of just regular ladies. That's how it got started. And then once I started writing the dialogue, it started getting real for me and started thinking about, you know, this is so true because there are people in our lives, in our day-to-day lives, that really can be very manipulative and pushy uh, whenever they're trying to get things that they want. You know, it's not just kids who are bullied, it's adults who are bullied too. So, yeah, yeah, women can be really, you know, powerful. Um, So, sure, you know, I think almost everyone at some point in their life has been manipulated in some way by someone um, to help that person get what they want. And it doesn't feel good. So I thought, I'm just going to go with this story because it happens every day. And, um, you know, in my own community with my daughter, you've got, you've got moms who are, you know, homeroom moms and, oh. and you've got softball moms and you've got, you know, hip hop moms and ballet moms and, and you can get it wrapped up into some situations really quick that you don't realize what the ultimate goal is. And so it started turning into that. And it ended up being a short film about being bullied. And, um, and the, and the name is appropriately Karma Cakes. Things do come back around. What goes into making a film? Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours <laughs> of planning goes into making a film. Sometimes uh, for a feature film, you start planning more than a year ahead of time. So, and it's just for every step of the way is planning. And there's so many, so many things that you have to pull together. You have to pull together funding. You have to together marketing, you have to pull together cast and crew and and uh, film schedules and uh, meal schedules and then in post-production you have to have um, editors and sound, uh, sound engineers working and music and um, then you have to plan um, distributing the, the film, you know, it just goes on and on and on. The main things that I learned with the production of Karma Cakes is that it takes a team and you need to trust your team. It takes pre-planning and you need to do the pre-planning. And also, once you step into that leadership role in filmmaking, you are going to have support from everyone that's on your team. Don't be afraid to ask people to do things for you, to make your project come to life. Most people are, who are in the business are 
readily available and want to help you because everyone is lifted up with a positive. The actresses are lifted up. The writers are lifted up. The photographers are lifted up. The editors are lifted up. Everybody has something to gain. And so that is why they want the same outcome that you. So don't be afraid to say, this is the vision that I see. And I know that it can be achieved with the right team. If there's anything that is keeping you from getting there, you need to take care of that. So how do you manage that? Um, I have not taken project management classes, but I'm 52 and I've had several careers. So um, I've had a fair amount of on-the-job training for planning. In the end, whenever I have completed a film project and it has been shown, um, whether in a theater setting or um, in more private situations, it makes me feel proud because I know that the people who watched the film did feel something, whether it made them angry or happy or whether they uh, didn't like it or whether they liked it. Um, it doesn't matter to me. It's just I made them feel something about it. Um, it, it makes me proud because, you know, it takes so much time and energy and planning to, to get to the end goal. It's, for me, almost like having another child. You know, they say that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Well, it takes a village to make a film as well. So, yeah, whenever you, it. Yeah, you literally do. <laughs> so, whenever it's over, it's just this overwhelming sense of pride. And, wow. and I'm not so focused on whether someone liked it or not. You know, I want them to have a feeling about it. I want them to 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 understand the message um, and appreciate it. But I'm not going to ever be stopped by the fact that someone might say it's not good or it was boring or, you know, give it a negative criticism because that is just going to happen. I know that that, you know, it's just a given. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not worried about that. I'm just super, super proud that this project is done. And whatever made the project start growing inside of my heart and want to get it out, whatever that was, it was accomplished. Mm -hmm. You know, it's done. And that, that emotion that I had about it, has had a chance to grow and um, to to find itself uh, to its ultimate goal. And so it just feels good, no matter what people say, it just feels, feels good. It feels like I have personally grown. And, and, and there's nothing better than that for me whenever I know without a doubt that I've had personal growth. Mm -hmm. Every single uh, project that I work on is just a stepping stone to even making um, bigger and better projects. There's something to learn in every project. Here are three takeaways that you can consider when planning a short film project. Point number one, 
put your words on paper. If you have a story to tell or a passion for writing, don't waste your talent or silence your own voice. Just write. She didn't even know the proper format for writing a short film. But what she did was take the story from her heart and just put it down on paper and it just became alive from there. Point number two, seek out a person who is doing what you aspire to do and study them. If you can see yourself doing it in your mind, then you can do it. Don't stay in your own company either. Connect with just one person and that person will connect you to someone that can help you achieve your goal. Point number three, don't be afraid of criticism. Yes, it is very scary to put your work out there in front of others to judge and criticize. For sure, someone will criticize your work. Someone will tell you that it's boring or it sucks. But with that criticism is where you learn how to improve what in fact you need to do or not improve and just be in that true expression of yourself. Trust the process. Keep going. You will find the right person to help you complete the process. That's the ultimate goal. So that's all I have today. I hope something that was said will inspire you today to help you manage your project like a boss. I'm your host, Didi Sonogo. Have a Panoptic PM day. Hello, Panoptic PMers. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Here are a couple of things before you go. If you're listening in the Anchor app and would like to hear more episodes, go check them out and let me know what you think. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. If you find this content helpful and you want more of it, please become a listener supporter. Just go to www.anchor.fm slash panoptic, that's P-A-N-O-P-T-I-C-P-M to set up a recurring monthly donation of just 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99. You can also subscribe to the Panoptic Podcast right here where you're listening so that you'll never miss a show. Or visit our website at www.panopticprojectsolutions.com. You can also support by following the show on Instagram and on Twitter at Panoptic Project or me at the Keisha. That's T-H-K-I-S-H-A. Yes, it's three consonants first. <laughs> or on Facebook at Panoptic Project Solutions. I want to hear from you. Tell me about a time when you wanted to plan something. How did you do it? Let's talk about it.